Hey everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the Real Brothers Podcast. Um, it's a podcast where two real brothers talk about movie, I don't know, movie real. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, this episode's about the movie You Were Never Really Here. Um, and just a little disclaimer, there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it and then listen. That, that's your best bet. Or I mean, don't listen, but please listen. <laughs> um and yeah uh also there's a couple swear words so just to give you a heads up on that and um i do bring up the uh guitar player from radiohead johnny greenwood i call him the drummer and i know he's the guitar player so sorry about that and but yeah just thank you all for listening and hey i hope you enjoy it everybody welcome to uh the first episode of real brothers we're two real brothers who talk about film from film reels we uh, actually we didn't really watch the film reel we watched the film probably on a blu-ray on tv or or maybe streamed it i don't i don't know but my name's steven petrella my name and is I'm joined... Petr- oh. <laughs> okay yeah he can say his name I, we don't know how this fucking works because it's our first time so, All right. His name is Kevin Petrella. Yep. I mean, go ahead, tell your name. My name is Kevin Petrella. So they I'm can hear your his voice. His younger brother. Yep. He's my younger brother, and we're real brothers. Get the pun now. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so our first episode of this Real Brothers podcast about real film on a film reel is about this movie called you were never really here and it's uh directed by lynn ramsey based on the book by uh, jonathan ames and we'll just say a couple old older films that lynn ramsey did were uh a film called rat catcher and then a little more recent we need to talk about kevin which hey yeah we got a kevin here (laughs) i i mean I saw I that movie. It was good. Oh, you did see that movie? I did, yeah. I, <laughs> Interesting. Did you not see that movie? I never saw that. Yeah, I never. I, I mean, it's something that I should have seen, but I never watched it. It was... Um, I, I could see where this movie and that movie were directed by the same person. They had okay. both a very creepy vibe to them. Um, obviously, yeah. we need to talk about... Kevin was a whole different story, but it was a very interesting story. I yeah, from what I've heard about it. that... Yeah, from what I've heard about that movie is it is pretty damn creepy. Right. I mean, the actors that they chose were Yeah, what is it? It's uh, John C. Riley and Tilda Swinton, right. I think, are. John C. Riley is just, like, the lovable character in that movie. Yeah. Which, obviously, because it's John C. Riley, he's just a jokester. But, the, yeah. uh, but uh, what's her name? She, Tilda I Swinton. I don't know. She always looks a bit creepy. Oh, she's creepy. She always <laughs> looks creepy, but she's she's an amazing actress. I, re, I really like her. Right. No, she's amazing. Yes. I yeah. Agree. And then, um, so as far as actors go, and you are never really here, the main, uh, the main character is played by Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another, there's actor John Doman, Judith Roberts, Ekaterina Samsonov, Alex Minette. Dante Pereira Olsen and Alessandro Nivola. Um, and the score is Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead. He's done mm. He's done a lot of huh. Well, I think he he does every Paul Thomas Anderson film. Um, and he's basically like the king of of madness, like creating Yeah. Cre- <laughs> he creates a soundtrack that reflects the madness of a character. Like, yeah. and he's a genius at doing that. Like, he's just so fucking good at it. That was and, that, yeah, that's, he's spot on. I, I didn't realize it was radio, uh, someone from Radiohead. But yeah, he's the drummer I, I from Radiohead. Totally yeah. can see that now. Yeah, because he's got that artistic quality. And right. you can hear a little bit of Radiohead in the music. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I it's, totally it, hear it in the music, and I just didn't even, like, put two and two together until he just yeah. said that. And, like, I mean, I I, I watched um, You Were Never Really Here through headphones. Oh. So I, like, I, a lot of, like, with a lot of film like this, I'll watch them through headphones because it really takes you there. You know, like, if you're when 
when you're like fully into the movie and you're like, mm-hmm. I wear these really nice headphones so it blocks out everything else around me. Like I just feel it, you know. I right. feel it a lot more. I feel the emotion and like right. I like anything with Johnny Greenwood. You put the headphones on and you listen to that soundtrack and it just emulates the feeling that the character has in the moment. Regardless if the movie is that good, he's just really good at doing that. Yeah, I, um, I like, could totally it, see that because yeah, it's it, just uh, when I I didn't use headphones when I was watching the movie and I don't know it the the music had a huge effect on me still because I, I have good yeah. speakers and stuff but it I I could totally see where having the headphones and just the environment that the movie puts or tries to play yeah. out is really interesting and there's a lot going on in the background and stuff that you kind of gotta pay attention i feel like if you had headphones on it would really be helpful yeah it is it is it's really just a cool thing that i've been doing for like the last year or two when i watch film is i like especially if i want to be invested in it i'll put headphones on and i've been doing it with tv series like just recently i've been watching um mr robot season three and i've been doing that and the music is just so good and it just it just like it puts you in that world with these people for a little bit you know because it just blocks out everything else yeah um so yeah i've just been really been enjoying doing that when i can when i have the ability to just sit down kick my feet up and try to just like really watch a movie you know yeah Um, it it removes uh distractions too like mm -hmm. i i I, once in a while this was a very interesting movie nothing against the movie but uh i just kind of get restless so i i sometimes walk around <laughs> maybe like get something to drink or something yeah and if if you're more immersed in the movie and you had like headphones or something like that then you're not gonna be more likely to do that which yeah i, I kind of wish i didn't do that at parts in this movie because i think i might have missed a couple details i i may have missed like two minutes of the movie but since mm. it's just such a engaging movie you kind of want to be watching it all the time yeah it is like well and we'll, we'll just start off by saying like i'll just start off by saying that i really really love this movie like i for me i think it's the best movie of 2018 so far like i haven't there haven't been a ton of movies no but i haven't seen anything that has been cinematically as good at least like right the way that um just the movie evokes emotion through through just the cinema not like dialogue not like story it's just showing you something on the screen and evoking the emotion of the character and stuff like that like that there hasn't been a movie so far this year that's done that for me yeah Um, on the level on the level that this is doing it you know so yeah i'll just set set it up and say i love like i just really loved it a lot yeah I, i mean i was also blown away and i'm not as big into uh, artistic movies as much um, I'm mm-hmm. more of a dialogue person like I, I enjoy good dialogue I enjoy good character development but with this movie they developed Joaquin Phoenix's character without the use of dialogue which is a rare yeah. thing usually usually you gotta have that really engaging dialogue to kind of bring you into a character because people just kind of almost it's almost like a show don't tell sort of thing when you're when you're uh when I was writing in um yeah I remember in English class my English teacher um used to just tell me always show don't tell and mm-hmm. I felt like this movie really encompassed that like it, yeah. it showed you exactly this guy's Joaquin Phoenix's madness um yeah and that yeah, it, was it what was very interesting cuz I feel like the world itself was in for the most part in his point of view and yeah and uh, you kind of the environment kind of felt like you were uh feeling what he mm-hmm. was feeling which well was yeah and they even they even do that right from the get-go like the basically the first shot is like him in that when they're in that hotel right and the the camera goes up to the window and it sees the police car and then it backs away right right almost like you you are joe you're yes. his character and then it zooms far enough back to where you see the back of joe with his hoodie on and everything right and like that is just a really good introduction into that movie to make you feel like you you're part of your you are joe and you're feeling what trying to feel what he's feeling in this moment and uh yeah like yeah like that was that was really well done but just to like just 
to like introduce the the idea of and the premise of the film um so the story is it's it's actually just a really simple story um you know this guy is basically a hired gun who goes and will if someone's like kidnapped or something and they want him they want the person to like kill the person who kidnapped he's the guy that they hire to go do that yeah um and yeah basically what happens is he goes he's hired to rescue this girl and basically kill all the people around her that are raping her right and and this girl is she was the uh she's like a senator's daughter is that is she's that what the it was? He so she is the daughter of a guy that works with the governor, I think. Okay, I thought he was a senator because when the, he, they were watching on TV, it said like uh, senator blah uh, jumped off a bridge or something and killed himself. And yeah, and, uh, and then yeah. I I feel like because uh, he I, that was his that was her father when they were watching that. Uh, uh, news snip, yeah right well he killed him he jumped off the building well supposedly killed himself but they killed him right but the thing is is he would they were involved in a child ring of like he was involved as well oh he was involved yeah ah, like i did not realize that he was involved in the ring and they like he got started like feeling like a piece of shit See, that and was... his, well, his daughter, he had his daughter involved in the ring, you know, mm. so either, so they do a good job, like, it's it's more of the show Don't Tell, where it's like, okay, did he, did they kill him, or did his guilty conscience, did his guilty conscience kill himself, you know, did he right. decide to kill himself and jump off the roof, and they don't explain that, and no. I think it's good that they don't, they don't need to, you know, because then it makes you try to analyze and think, like, right. okay, was, did he do it himself or did someone else kill him in like the way that they make it feel is like someone killed him, you know, right. some, they, they pushed did. him off yeah. the roof or whatever. You That's know? what they make. So, you feel, yeah. yeah, they make you feel that way. You don't exactly know, but they, they put that in your head, but that's really the thing. He, he meets this girl. He, I think he sees like some of himself in this girl, like, cause he, as a kid, he was abused. Right. And his mom was beaten by his father. Well, suppose they don't really tell you that that's no. his father either. You know, no, like they it's don't. something that you kind of have to just make a guess at, right. which I think is good, good too, because you're just like, you're not, you're like, well, is that his father? Is it just some guy that his mom was dating? Who knows? You know, like you don't uh, yeah. know, but it's a father figure. It seems but I like it was his father. Yeah. yeah the I think it's, I say yeah. that is because. When it was doing the flashbacks, I believe the guy it was flashing back to, uh, he had a ball-peen hammer. Yes, and, he did. And, yeah, okay. And he yeah. himself always uses a ball-peen hammer to, mm-hmm. to kill whoever he's got to yeah. kill. So it and that was like a complex. Yeah, that was something, I mean, and uh, but yeah, just to go back with the girl, like I think he su- sees something of his childhood in this girl and he wants to rescue her from that. Um, he wants to basically, I think there's the idea that he wants, he's, cause there's just shots where she's like rubbing her hand over the window and like, just like this childlike wonder. And he right. wants to save that childlike wonder cause he never got it. You know, when he was a kid, he, his dad was like, you have to be a man, you know, you have to buck up and right. whatever, you know, and, and stop being such a pussy, you know, stuff right. like that was because you can if also that that's another reason to listen to watch this movie with headphones because there's a lot of like little whispers going on in the back yep and it's him talking to like his father talking to him and him talking to his father mm-hmm. and you won't catch it if you don't like it'll yeah. really unless you have it like so loud yeah, you I just miss it. it yeah i totally missed it but um what was oh yeah so one of the things I noticed, you're, you're talking about him relating to the girl. One of the things I noticed early on in the movie, even before he sees the girl, is he has a lot of, he, he's almost like trying to retreat back to when he was innocent, when he was a child. Yeah. Like he was, in some ways, even though he was like a, one of his badass characters, he had some uh, childlike 
stuck yeah. with him. Like, like he was, uh, whenever he was with his mother, he, uh, he they were reciting the ABCs um, mm-hmm. in, in like a special little way. And, and when he was interacting with his mom, he was, he was sort of like a, almost like a teenager type of person, like rebelling yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was when he was eating the, um, the, uh, the, oh, jelly beans. the jelly beans, <laughs> the jelly beans, when he was first eating the jelly beans, he's like, Oh, I only like the green ones. Yeah. And you see him just kind of looking he's... playfully at these jelly beans and then he squeezes it like a little, mm-hmm. like a little kid would and then eats it. Uh, and that to me just sort of strengthens his bond with this girl because he has like this, this childlike mind there, but, not really. He's like struggling. He, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's, no, it's no. hard to explain, but that's what I his, was noticing. His character is just so. There's so much going on. Like there's so so many things. I mean, he obviously has PTSD. Right. And they like he's got PTSD from his father. He's got PTSD from being in the war, uh, the war and he's yep. got PTSD from being in the FBI. Right. So you yep. have these three things. He's got all like he's seen all of this shit. Right. So they and they do such a like that uh the way that they convey that and the way that they show you that he has PTSD I think is just so well done. Yeah. Because it it, it is like that really that show don't tell mentality where it's like hey and they they you know quickly show his face with the FBI hat, you know, and he, they open up the door and there's all these dead bodies. Yeah, and yeah. like and then they do the one where he's like they don't ever show his face, but he gives the Snickers bar to the kid, and then the other kid kills him, shoots him, and then takes the Snickers bar and runs away, and then they show his foot, like, moving and feeling the sand. Like, that shot was that really was cool. amazing. Yeah, that, like was, that the, was cool. The kids, it's like, that. Like I really like that, like, I mean, it's very sad, and it's stuff that happens, but it's like, I like how they showed him dying because he was just grasping at being like his last moments of being alive by like feeling the sand, you know, with his foot. And I just right. really thought that that was like a beautiful way to convey that death. Um, right. And I wonder if he um, felt like he blamed himself for. Yeah, he does. Like, dying. I think that's what it is. He, I think he blamed himself for his mom getting beat by his father. Yep. Um, for the, the kid dying in the war. And then those pe- the people that died with that they found in the back of that truck. Right. I think he blames himself, and that's right. why he wants to go save these people. That's why right. he's being a hired hitman, because that's the way he thinks he can deal with his PTSD. Right. You know, is he's going to – and he also wants to kill himself at times. Yes, yeah. He's he always trying – there's always – Yeah, that. so many moments of him, like, on the cusp of killing himself, but then there's always something that takes him out of it, like his mom yep. at one point, and then the little – the thought of the girl out there still – Yep. Where he, he puts the rocks in his pockets and he's yep. like, okay, I'm just going to die and I'm going to float down where my mom's body is and that's it. But then he sees the girl floating down there and he's like, no, I'm, I need to, I need to find her. I need to well, end this. That was because his mom was like his only purpose. And it yeah. showed that at the time it would, that was very true because like he was going to kill himself before his mom kind of stopped him. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it, he also had a really interesting dynamic with his mother as well. Which, yeah. Which seemed, I don't know, it was it was kind of cool because she was she was kind of going crazy. There was that one moment where he was just kind of getting fed up with her. It seemed like mm-hmm. uh, when she was in the bathroom. Oh yeah. And she was just like yelling about things, and I thought she was going to turn out to be a crazy person, but she didn't actually show no, that she's she just, just kind of losing her mind yeah. yeah she's just like she's an old woman who's just kind of losing her mind a little bit but you know like but they can their relationship is awesome because it starts off and she's fake sleeping right yeah and then she's like i gotcha you know yeah, and it's just like really good. good and they're laughing and stuff and it's just a really like wholesome like fun looking relationship and it really just shows like joe's character and like he he's doing despicable things but for a good reason you know and it's just like i don't know and they start off and you already start to like him a lot even though like i really like the beginning too because you're like oh my god is this guy what did this guy do because he's burning the picture of the girl 
and stuff and you're like wow is this guy a piece of shit or what, that's what like, what's going on you know and yeah. i really like that they did it that way because then then it's like it makes it you're you're still trying to understand this guy because then that scene happens you're like hmm seems like a good dude but we don't know if he what he's doing you know what he if he killed this girl and whatever you know you don't know and then until and then it's not until he goes and meets the the guy his boss and he's like hey i got a job this girl blah 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 you got to go save her and then that's right. when you know okay he say oh and he's like where the girl that you saved her family gave me all these flowers you know or whatever right so then that's when you know oh he's actually going and saving these girls you know so yeah, no, that that's... that was cool. I, I I did also like how they they slowly brought that to your attention about what. Yeah. Because because yeah, you're right. You thought that he was the piece of shit because mm-hmm. I don't know. He seemed like a crazy person. He yeah, was, the way he that they beat did the it. Shit out of that one guy who was yeah. just like who tried to mug him, like... just kill, almost kill yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, like they just just the way that they show it because they show like it starts off and they there's the police car and he backs away from the window so it's like right. oh he must have done something bad he right. burns the picture you know he has all of these like jewelry trinkets and stuff like that of the girls and he's like throwing it away he puts it in a bag and t- tosses it you know and stuff like that and then he beats the shit out of that guy and goes so right. you don't know how if this is a good if he's a good guy or a bad guy what's he doing like you you actually start off thinking he must be bad or something right. you know well i mean so, even the uh the the what is it? the image of the movie itself um where like yeah the, he's got the, the hammer front, yeah he's got the hammer he looks like a freaking crazy person that's all yeah. he he just looks completely insane they 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 make you they make him look like he's a bad guy. Yeah. When he actually isn't, which I thought was kind of cool. And yeah, uh, I think you mentioned this before I saw the movie, but you said uh, something about it feeling like a taxi driver type of movie, mm-hmm. which it totally felt like that. Um, I mean, yeah. taxi driver was, had a similar premise premise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the, the people, the characters, in my opinion, were very different Um, yeah oh no absolutely no i think um they're doing i think taxi driver in this movie did something similar but they did it in a completely different way right like the ideas in the premise are similar but they're just executed differently right yeah i agree um i mean taxi driver is an amazing movie and this is an amazing movie and you can like that's just a way to say hey if you like taxi driver you know if you like that style of movie check this out you know same right. with like i think i think stylistically it's similar to, to the movie drive where it's just like this simple guy no dialogue he's doing something i mean he's the getaway driver he's doing something kind of bad but then in the end he wants like he sees shit go down and he's like i'm gonna kill all these motherfuckers <laughs> that are doing this shit you know right. like uh, fuck them all i'm gonna destroy them and that's kind of what this is but i mean i think there's a little bit more depth to this to joaquin phoenix's character than the depth in uh gosling's character in drive um, i never saw drive so i oh I you haven't really you should you should watch it. it if you like yeah. this you'll really like drive too like i think i mean stylistically it's just a very good movie really well done i i like yeah they're they're you can definitely easily compare them and right. and what they're doing music musically like this the style of the music is similar um but yeah like that's a it's a that's a really good movie but that yeah, was another just... thing that made me think that he was bad in the beginning was because of the music the music yeah, was extremely so ma- ominous in the beginning it was just like yeah. is extremely creepy and and that that just Putting the music next to the character makes you yeah. think, oh, well, he's doing something really ominous. But he really wasn't. In well, the beginning, he wasn't really doing anything ominous yeah. at all. But he that's why walking home, pretty much. Yeah. He, had, he had completed a job, and he was walking home, but you didn't know what the job was. No idea. Yeah. You don't know, yeah. But that's why Johnny Greenwood is so good at making music, because he... You don't know if he's a bad guy or not, but he really did reflect like that moment of like 
that character and the thought right. the, the thoughts that were going in his head probably at that time you know it was like okay i gotta get the fuck out of here i'm gonna go beat the shit out of i gotta he beats the shit out of that guy and you know it's just like manic and crazy just weird and that's the way the music was it's like right it's, it's the madness and i i would almost compare it to um there's the beginning scene of there will be blood mm-hmm. there's the noise that it makes it's like like, well, that was him becoming mad, though, in um, in There Will Be Blood. Yeah, and that was, was the mountain. He was a freaking asshole. He was, he was a terrible. Yeah. Well, in this one, he is mad. In this one, he's already kind of mad, and he's got he the is. PTSD and stuff. In that one, he hasn't become, like, There will, will Be Blood is more of a building of the madness and the money taking you over, where this one is like, he already, shit already went down in his life, and you're in the middle of the story. Right. <clears throat> where There Will Be Blood, he's just starting off like he's mining for gold not oil and you know the money's making him mad but right. um well he turned and there will be blood he he ultimately turns into a villain and this guy actually even though he was completely insane probably he uh he wasn't bad no no like there was no there was, even uh when he was um with that dying guy that he shot. So he shot the one guy, killed him instantly. He shot the other guy, and then he kind of stops him and asks him if he killed his mom and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sing. They have a, they sing. So they have a conversation. He's at first extremely angry at this guy. And then the guy kind of, I think he tells him some information. Yeah. And then he just almost kind of feels sorry for the guy. And then they sing. Uh, he holds his hand. And they hold, that was what I thought was really interesting was like this guy doesn't even the dying guy doesn't even know this other guy who just shot him i mean they they don't know each other at all yet he grabbed uh joaquin phoenix's character's hand uh just just seemingly for someone to die with Mm -hmm. uh, to have some sort of feeling and it was in it was a developing aspect to Joaquin Phoenix's character because it showed that he had compassion even for yeah. an enemy of his. Um, he wasn't actually, he was mad at this guy, but he, he almost put differences aside at that time. It was, yeah. it was a very interesting well, uh, thing. See, I think it was the understanding of I do this job and that guy does that his job, you right. know, and I think it was that understanding and the care. I think there is a lot of care in Joe and his oh, character. Totally. Like he's just like there's yeah, he's a hitman and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill these people that are raping these kids. Yeah. But he knew the other guy. I mean, the other guy was just doing his job, you know, like they hired him to go there and do what they were doing. And he's doing the same thing. Like if someone hired Joe to do that, he would have done the same thing. Right. So I think like he really, you know, just was understood that guy as a human. Right. So he was like, I'm going to, I, he did feel bad for him. Um, as I mean, just from what you see, cause they're singing and they're like, so they're almost like in that moment, they're both singing that song. So it's like, they're coming together and he's recognizing that this guy's just like him, you know? Right. Um, right. And that's probably why he, uh, ended up having compassion for him is because of that aspect. I yeah, think. yeah, and then they he holds his hand and you know he and it's it's similar to how the how, oh I said the one kid died where he's like feeling the the sand you know to be like okay this is my last moment of life right now my toe is gonna feel the sand right and then that guy's like fe- feeling the comfort of a human being next to him before so he doesn't die alone you know. It's just like really just the ways that they did everything in that movie are just so good. Like oh, yeah. just everything that they did was just so fucking just the way that they did it was so good cuz it's just so cinematically driven that you watch it and it's just even without the dialogue it's just like captivates you to be like okay and you just want to understand. Now speaking um, of that, um one of the interesting things and I don't know if you noticed this was I I thought that Joe's character they made you feel like he was bored, almost like bored with life. They and, did, yeah. And the world around, especially in the beginning part, when he's walking through like these various places, 
mm-hmm. everyone around him sort of seemed like completely mundane. Like yeah. They, they, there was like this woman, she was like sleeping on a bench or something, and mm-hmm. she wasn't actually sleeping. Her mouth was like open, and she was like wake, and then there was like someone cleaning the floor, and they were just like slowly doing it. And then whenever they showed you anyone on the street, nothing really was happening. <laughs> I, like yeah. it, it, whenever it showed like even during the day or whatever time it was nothing was like happening around it it would show you random people on the street and they're just kind of like look bored and mm-hmm. just sort of conversing which actually made it interesting for his character because of his willingness to want to kill himself he's just completely bored with life and also uh has ptsd and 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 he just feels the whole entire world around him is just extremely mundane, and you can see that. Yeah. Oh no. He, you, you definitely. And I even like. I think even the scene where he's eating the jelly beans conveys like his boredom, where he's right. just like, oh, "I'm gonna lay here, and I don't care about anything else, but give me your fucking jelly beans, and I'm gonna look at the jelly beans." Like it, it conveys his childlike wonder, but it also conveys his boredom. It it, it, like it did things. because because he's sitting there and I mean they're talking about him going to be killing a bunch of people obviously yeah and he's just like uh, and whatever. he's just like yeah he's well, eating fucking whatever. jelly beans yeah 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 he's not he's not engaged doesn't really care that much I mean obviously he must have some drive to actually do some some of these things yeah but at the same time it's like he feels he has to because it's a necessity not because uh, it's it's something he wants to do. It's yeah. in, that which is interesting to me as well because uh, that's a, why he keeps going in life is because he feels it's yeah, a necessity think, for him. He yeah, has I think to help him, someone else. Yeah, I think that's how he copes with his PTSD. Right. Is that he goes and he kills people who are doing bad things, and he right. like saves these girls from losing their completely losing their innocence as children you know and and just like that's where he is like okay that's saving me from my reality of this shit that i have to deal with on a day-to-day basis but i don't even i don't even know if if he feels like it's saving him because in the end when he's with the girl i mean they'd have that pretty crazy thing oh yeah they show him and he shoots himself he doesn't actually shoot himself but they show that whole thing. So in his mind, he's still wanting to really kill himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wants so, to be done with life altogether. Yeah, it's still and there. And it's just this drive, this necessity that he has to help this person to, to absolve something earlier in his life. It, it, it's the only thing keeping him going. He doesn't want yeah. to live. He doesn't. He yeah. has no desire to live at all, and he's not excited at all to be have saved this girl or anything. Doesn't seem like he really wants to be a father figure or any of these things. But it sounds like it seemed like he was more shoved into that role, and he feels like he has to has yeah. to help. And there's some sort of drive yeah, to do it, but the, he doesn't it, want to. And that's what yeah. I thought was extremely interesting. Was there, was usually when you see these movies where so, someone. Uh, saves a character in the end they're like all happy at the end it's all like just oh yay i saved you and now we're gonna do something else i don't know but yeah. for this it was like it it was a bittersweet end <laughs> totally. yeah it's an interesting way that they ended that um yeah like i i feel i really like the ending i feel like it was really good yeah because him shooting himself in the head it could it could be like okay i mean he doesn't actually do it but it could be like okay like like you said i don't want any of this and this is this is it you know whatever Ugh, i'm done i'm gonna shoot myself in the head right and or like to me like i mean i'm not 100 percent certain because you can interpret it in so many different ways like it could be that and or it could be like him killing that part of himself and being like you know what i want to be this way i want to explore life with this girl or whatever and just killing that part of himself by shooting himself in the head you know like 
there's different interpretations of what could be, you know. So yeah, I don't know though because uh, it was interesting that they decided to what once he did kill himself, it was as if nothing happened. Like you notice uh, people around him, the, the world's waitress, still going on. The yeah. waitress and well, she's and got no one, blood like, on her face. No one even notices. It's yeah. like it's like it's almost like how he's feeling. He feels like no one gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No one sees him. Maybe that's another reason why uh, he sees the world as, like, this mundane thing yeah. is because no one seems to give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're just going about their day. She's got blood all over her from him, and she just puts down the check. Right. It's like, yeah. She goes, have a nice coming. day. Have a nice day. Yeah, she just fucking puts the check <laughs> and down. Didn't even look at him. Like, didn't, didn't look, look like at him at all. A freaking syrupy blood all over the place right you know? and obviously the blood's not there but it she didn't even look anyways like yeah she really didn't did, yeah. she didn't even look at him at all it's like he didn't exist and that yeah. actually goes in line i guess with the name of the movie itself you're never really you're never here. really here so I they're mean, not so even noticing he's there you know you right. know you know what i was thinking too um that was really interesting because we watched leave no trace and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the thing that's interesting is the names of those movies. Very similar. You Were Never Really Here, and then Leave No Trace. And they're about the same thing, PTSD. They're about a guy with PTSD and how they're right. coping with PTSD. Is just, I don't know, I was thinking about that the other day, and I was just really like, that intrigued me. I was like, but the, I mean, they obviously are telling stories in completely different ways. Right. Like one guy's coping with it by killing people and the other guy's coping with it by trying to get away from people, you know? So it's just really interesting. But the, I think in the end, they were both telling the same kind of story. Yeah. I, really I, cool. Cause the one guy, I, I mean, spoiler to leave no trace at the end, he fucking leaves no trace. He goes into the woods and the, the grass is moving around him and then he disappears in it. And then everything stops moving. He's gone. Right. You know? And like with him, like you said, the woman doesn't notice him. And then the table's empty at the end, you know? Like, that's the last, the final yeah. scene is the, the table with the milkshakes, and they're both gone, and it's empty, and you can hear the people conversing in the diner, but they're gone, you know? And it just sits on that until the credits are over, and it's just like, that was awesome, I thought. It was just really good, because right. it's like, you were never really here. He's gone. Yeah. The table's empty. It em- it's not empty. There's milk. The milkshakes and stuff are still there, but they're gone. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was just interesting that those two movies came out in the same year, basically conveying same ty- the yeah. same type of story, just in a different way. Right. Um, yeah. And I, and they both had a uh, child, uh, girl. Actors, yeah. They had the girl, yeah, in the it. girls in there and they're both actresses were really good. Yep. yep. Um, I mean, they're both completely different yeah. girls. Obviously one was very, very screwed up. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But let's talk a little bit about that girl because I have a one thing that I I really noticed um, was there was and I don't know maybe you know the symbolism of this but um, whenever when Joaquin Phoenix's character was at the train station there was a girl like staring at him mm-hmm. uh, and it only showed half her face and it looked sort of like the the girl that he saves then when he goes to uh say goes to the governor's mansion or whatever to save her there uh as he's walking down the hall there's a portrait at the end of the hall and there's a girl blonde girl and it shows half her face and only half her face Mm -hmm. and then when uh he finds out that the girl had killed the governor or whoever the guy was and he sees her all in blood and everything. Her face is covered by half of her hair. <laughs> so yeah. it, I don't know why. Do, do you have any idea why they did that? Because they showed this half girl. They, they, it might have even been at other moments. But they showed this half face of, this, of a girl or girls that looked like that girl several times throughout the movie. And I don't know why mm-hmm. they would have done that. The only... Yeah, I mean, I I did notice that, but I never, like, I didn't look into it. You know, it wasn't something that, I, and I know there's got to be a reason for it, but it wasn't something that I, like, sat down and analyzed. 
Right. Um, but I would say, like, the, the best thing that I can think of is that it's not showing their full face because it's only half of the person that they are in that moment. Yeah. I like, she's not able to be 100% a kid yet. She's right. has to, she has half of herself and she has to face the reality of the fucking world right. already. And she shouldn't have to face it. And he knows that. And maybe like, that's the half of her that's out there. And then the other half is the, the kid right. in the, the, the portion of her that he's trying to save. So like once he saves it, then her whole face is now visible. That, yeah, that's that's true. So that might be something that they're that... playing with. I don't know, but also I think with his mom too, when she's like looking at him, the way when he's a kid, you know, and like uh, she's got the blood on half of her face, and yeah. she's like looking at him. That could it could be like him hearkening back to his mother. Like there, it could. There's a lot of things that it could be, and it, like I think that's why another reason that makes this movie good is it makes you want to go back, and look right. and see and try to find the meaning in that because, I mean maybe it was just a style choice, but most likely I think there is some kind of meaning in it. You know. Well, um, there's another. It, now that you bring up his mother, uh, when she died, I think she got shot through one of her eyes. One of her eyes, yeah. Which is another thing with a half of. A half of yeah, face. half of half her face. eye, sort yeah. of thing. That's interesting. I, I I don't know why that was. And the other thing I didn't understand about the girl um, is she was counting down. I don't know what she was counting down for. Like she she was always starting at high numbers. Oh, I think and that she that was counting down, and every time, yeah. he, even when he was thinking of her, she was counting down. So, so I, I don't think know what that was. I think the idea of that was I mean cuz he did it when he was a kid too. Oh, is that true? Yeah, when he know. was in when he was in the closet, he was counting down. He's like 8 7 6, you know, like probably a coping mechanism for the moment that you're in and that was probably her thing of like this guy's raping me. I will count down and this is how long it's going to be, you know. I'll take myself into this world while this guy's doing this terrible shit to me, so I'm going to count down 45, 44, right. 43, you know. Like, that was her coping me- mechanism to get through that moment, which was his coping mechanism when he was a kid, when he was in the closet, counting down for his maybe saying that, okay, hopefully this lasts for eight more seconds, and then when I'm done, they'll be, my dad will be done fighting my mom or something, you know. Yeah, that could be. That it. Kind I, of thing. I thought maybe it was something to do with like hide and seek or something. I don't know. Um, it could, I mean that could be like an idea of the co- of a coping mechanism, you know, where it's yeah. like okay, I'm hiding here. Right. 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 That yeah, that would make sense. And I think it like all of that can come together into just this a similar idea. Right. Of just a coping mechanism to get you through the terrible shit that's going on in front of you, you know. Um, yeah, and I think that, that yeah, I think that was what they were going at. I'm not a hundred percent positive. I mean, but I that was kind of what I felt in those moments, okay. and it, and it made and it mirrored their characters, you know. So it was like, which that that's another thing I want to talk about is how they mirrored so many things, and it was so good. Like he didn't want to be his father, but there was so much of him that was like his father, you know. Yep. And it was just like, and I think that was another w- reason why he was like suicidal was he's like i'm fucking i'm the same fucking guy as my piece of shit dad you right. know like he like there's the image where he's got the towel over his head and he's in there and he's moving his hands and breathing and then there's then it cuts to his father sitting in the chair and he's got the towel over his head with the shirt off and stuff like that and it's just like this imagery that's so powerful Right. Um, and then the hammer, like, the, yep. like it cuts to the hammer, and then his dad has the same hammer, you know, and it's just like these things that he's probably thinking about in his head, like, oh, that was the hammer that my father used, and now he's, like, thinking more of a piece of shit, like him being a piece of shit and stuff like that, and him wanting to die and not being worth, like, being alive and stuff. And I think, like, that's, that is just a really good way to convey a story without telling, without like saying it, 
you know, without right. someone just being like, okay, he's kind of like his father, you know. Like, right, yeah, they could have said that. They could have had, like, some... Uh, they could have had a meet with a shrink. I've seen them do this. Yeah, and, like it's just uh, a bad way things. to tell a story. Or they're just like, oh well, it's because uh, of your father or something. Yeah, like they'll, they'll they'll just literally say it and then spell it out for you. But yeah, they did this. They did it more with flashbacks. And yeah. like you said, it it may not have even been his father. So who knows? It could have just been some random dude. And he had this Indiana Jones type of thing where he becomes more like this random dude. That yeah. He, 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 he disliked a lot. I mean, that's yeah. what they, that's what they did with Indiana Jones in the last crusade. He, he be, the reason he's Indiana Jones is not because of his father, but because of this random guy that mm-hmm. he ran into. So yeah. Yeah. You don't know, like they don't explain it to you. you you're most likely like, the delivery of it makes it seem like it's his father because they he does like those parts where they're whispering and he's like, "Don't be a pussy," you know, like right. you're, you're right. too much of a pussy and like you, you need to be a man and stuff like that. So like that's something that an old school father would tell their son, you know, Definitely. like buck yes. up, yeah, you know, exactly, you know, be a man and stuff like so. Um, yeah, like. I, I'm assuming it's his father, but they don't tell you, and I think that's fine. Like, I don't think they should. I think it should just be, hey, because the, the way that the, that movie's trying to tell a story isn't the way that, like, you need to be explained to. Right. You know, you don't... If if they, if they did, it would just totally take you out of the movie. Right. Um, because it's trying to tell you a movie, your, uh, the story cinematically, and not like through the through the images and not through dialogue so if they were like if there was a moment where it's like they flash back and his mom is sitting down at a coffee table with her friend and they're going he's so much like his father or something you yeah. know like just something <laughs> stupid like that you'd be like okay fuck that right no, you know I they agree. didn't they didn't need to do that i knew that you know because they showed right. me enough imagery so for me to understand that right um, yeah and that's the yeah. best way to tell a story yeah it's the best way to tell something like this, you know. Like, oh yeah, exa- exactly like that. He, a man with a mysterious past. That's yeah. what That's what this guy was. I mean, obviously, there's other movies where uh, it, it calls for more dialogue and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and a different oh, yeah. kind of storytelling. But because this guy's character itself was very mysterious, they needed to divulge things very mysteriously. Like mm-hmm. they. they they couldn't just spell it out for you because then it would have been a stupid freaking movie. It yeah, it would have sucked. It would have made his character not mysterious anymore, and then it, you wouldn't have liked his character as much. I, I feel, anyways. No, I, you. I I, yeah, I don't think it would have hit you. It wouldn't wouldn't hit as hard if. Right. If you didn't, if they didn't convey it through just imagery, you know. Right. They. Well, told you through like if you did go to a therapist or something like it would be terrible you'd just be like okay come on well it was i feel like it's because uh the way that you or at least the director wants you to relate to this character is by uh through feelings through, Mm -hmm. through just like kind of feeling what he feels and having it just told to you doesn't make you feel the way that character feels you have to have it sort of shown to you yeah um, or are in some sort of thing that has more feeling to it and when when you're told things you don't absorb as much feelings as maybe if you hear something uh, or not hear something but like hear um like music or something in the mm-hmm. background stuff like that yeah yeah, I mean, and, and even the music tells you something about the character, you know? It's just, like, everything Yeah. Everything just came together so well cinematically in this in this film, like, for me, you know? It's just, and it's it's not a long movie. It's an hour and a half. It, is, it isn't, like, it's, it's not, like, the fastest-paced movie ever, but the pacing is so good that you don't feel bored ever, you know? Right. You don't, you're just, like, you're in it, and... Like for me, and and I think like like you were saying earlier, like you're like you get stir crazy sometimes when you're watching a movie, um, and you want to like get up and do something. I like that's I think that might be a a reason why I started listening, putting headphones on because it keeps me in that moment, right? You know, because you're more intrigued because you feel like you're in it. You well, know, for like, me, for me, one of the reasons I was getting a little stir crazy it wasn't the movie. Uh, 
it was my internet connection was really wacky. Oh yeah. So I was watching it, and all of it, and it actually kind of scared me. It, I had all the lights off, and I mean, the movie itself is kind of ominous mm-hmm. in a way, and I didn't know how like jump scary the movie was gonna be. Um, so it would get to those parts where the music was kind of just like weird, and like anything could have happened. Maybe he was just walking or something. Um, and all of a sudden it would stop and uh, the way the streaming app I was uh, I was watching it on displayed it was it would stop and then flash the um, the, the the movie cover on you oh <laughs> it scared huh. the shit out of me because <laughs> it would just be like the mo- it would just be really silent and all of a sudden you see this guy pop up with a ball oh, yeah. hammer <laughs> just <laughs> randomly and you're just like, oh my god yeah. but yeah that 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 made Whenever that would happen, that was when I kind of walked away, and it would say loading, and then it would load, mm. and then I'd miss, like, a minute or so. But oh. it wasn't because I was like, ah, this movie's yeah, too just, boring, yeah. I gotta step away, but... It was just I, that those moments were scaring the shit out of you, so you had to step away. <laughs> well, well, that, and it, I was waiting for loading, so yeah. uh, I, I was like, ah, I have a moment to grab a beer or something, mm-hmm. which was nice. Yeah, it was nice watching that movie. I would recommend watching that movie with a beer and and some kettle corn popcorn, which is what I had. It was, it was good. Yep, kettle corn is the fucking shit. And I do like beer, but if you're an alcoholic, please don't indulge yourself. Also, if you are under the age of 21 and you live in America, yeah, just don't. Um, but anyways, we did ramble on after Kevin told everyone his uh, love for kettle corn because it's a quote-unquote healthy snack. I'm not so sure about that. But, yeah, we ramble on a little bit, and I decided to cut it out because I'm not good at editing audio, and it sounded like shit. But anyways, if you made it this far, um, or if you didn't and you're not even hearing this, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this, and Hopefully it entertained you and you had fun for a little bit. Yeah, I love you all and, you know, have a great day. Bye.